where we go, oh my God, that is amazing. And you think you've totally fallen in love with someone. We've all been there, I definitely have. And you think you've fallen in love with someone, but actually what you've done is you've fallen in love with that trauma. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm excited about this topic because we're talking about the mirror that you play in your relationships. And I have expert Susan Kennard here with me. She has been featured in the media. She is a spiritual scientist with over 20 years in psychology and psychotherapy, and she does all kinds of energy healing. She's truly incredible. And I'm going to have her tell you more about her story and how you got to where you're at. And then we're going to dive right into this awesome topic. Brilliant. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yay. You're welcome. I'm excited. It's going to be so much fun because (laughs) no one really likes to own that they are part of the problem of the relationship, right? They're like, oh my goodness. The other person. (laughs) Just want to blame the other person because that's what's easier. But they were talking about how you mirror what's going on. So tell me a little bit more about you and how you came across Mm -hmm. this work and go from there. Okay, cool. I'll try and do it in, in a shortened version uh, just to give the gist of it because uh, it's a long story, right? Everyone's story is long. So my background is in science, uh, which is uh, psychology, psychotherapy, neuropsychology, meta health, naturopathy, all of that stuff. And I had a very traditional life. So I worked in child protection. Uh, well, it's probably never traditional, but child protection and working on the trauma end of child protection. So I worked uh, on that side of things with drugs and alcohol and domestic abuse and so on. But I also worked with relationship. And so what I watched uh, along the years was I started to see huge patterns with early childhood trauma and our patterns in our life. And, you know, with success, with our physical body, with our relationships. And we're going to be talking about that today. And then what happened was the spiritual part was 25, uh, 26 years ago, I actually had a spiritual awakening, which led me to go on the journey of actually realizing that I was a channel and of course, latterly an energy healer for the last 13 years or so, 13, 14 years. And it led me on a journey where I realized that we were so much more than this physicality and this brain, even though I was such a scientist and I loved all the evidence, I had to accept the fact that we were a soul having a human experience and that we had our abilities to connect to our true inner knowing. And further than that, you know, what's happened now in my world and in my work is really looking at mirrors. You know, so we're really looking at our external world in whichever capacity is the reflection of our internal world. But also it's a reflection of our soul's choices. So I find that fascinating. That's a really, you know, um, fascinating aspect of it. And especially when it comes to relationships, because of course it's easy for us to blame, right? But when we take it back and we look at the mirror and we look at our soul plan, then it's, you, you can't blame anymore. 
No. Okay. So tell me more about that, that we're like our inner soul. Yeah. How we're showing up now is like a direct correlation to like basically telling our inner soul, I guess, like, no, like, yeah, we're not going to explore this. We're just going to, I mean, I, I, the word self-sabotage is coming to my mind. It, it, can, it can be that. Yeah. So, so if I, if I take it back a little bit so people can understand and kind of visualize it in a way that, you know, you, you come in as a soul, you know, you have a soul plan. That doesn't mean that you don't have free will. It doesn't mean that you have don't have choices. You know, you can meander along and you can live in one country and then move to another country. You can have one career and move to another career, but you always will have that soul's mission within you, okay? And the people that you meet along the way, and we could call them soul companions or soul mates, whatever we wanna call them, but essentially all of those people are divinely actually guided which i find a fascinating you know thing to think about that every experience pivotal experiences so maybe father of children mother father best friends definitely relationships on every level like work relationships opportunities the major ones i'm not necessarily just talking about people you meet in the street although that can be but major people that you have in your life or have had in your life are definitely significant to your journey and we can look back on that and say oh yeah i had a really great teacher or i had this boyfriend or girlfriend or this wife or husband and that definitely took me down a different journey and so then when we look at that we can we can say then come back to the human the 3d perspective and we forget about all of that that we've chosen and we forget that you know, we, we, we're this incredible being, um, this soul, this being of light that chose all of that to advance our soul and to learn what we need to learn um, in our human experience of, of emotion. And then we forget that. So we draw a line under that. We come into this world with a baby. We are dependent on our mother, father, our parents. And inside we know, but perhaps on the outside we forget. So then we have these relationships and someone might be unkind to us or, you know, betray or whatever it might be. And we say, that person did this to me. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, and we've all done it, right? Definitely. We've all done it. You know, if, if you're listening to this and you haven't done that, you're definitely not human, right? Because we've all done something. And, <laughs> and so, you know, with that aspect, we can say, Definitely, that doesn't mean you put up with abuse or you put up with um, situations that are not safe, but you definitely will have come together with that person for a reason so that you could either stand fully in your power or, you know, um, another part of your direction would be opened up for you, you know, so that kind of thing. So when we think of it us as a mirror, which is really what we, we want to talk about, we think about us as a mirror then we are this vibrational field that holds everything within so we have obviously our cellular structure um we have all our organs in our body uh, which hold up which hold the emotions as well and we have the metaphysical uh causes emotionally and spiritually of why our body shows a message to us we also have our field of light and our field which is now very, very bright because we're on the ascension pathway, we are becoming more and more expanded. So out in our field is everything that we believe. 
So if we believe that we're not worthy, if we believe that we're not lovable, if we believe that we're angry about women or angry about men or, you know, we don't deserve to receive, then that's held in our field. So we walk along the world and we say, well, this is who I am. And then we meet somebody. I'm, I'm going to think about, let's think about romantic relationships for now. So then we meet someone and we say, oh my goodness, you're amazing, right? And what we're actually feeling is all of the trauma points. I know it takes romance to another level, right? All the trauma points that we have got within us that are, re are resonant with that other person. Okay. So what my Wait, guides say to stop. me. This sounds so, I'm like, whoa. All right. Yeah. Am I processing? Yeah. So our trigger points yeah. are like connecting to their trigger points. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So we're the mirror. So, 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 yeah. so you and I, for example, um, you know, we, we've talked off air quite a bit, a couple of times and, yeah. you know, we have, we have some great stuff that match, right? Which is how come we have this great conversation. And the thing with that is we have um, mirroring of all the good things, as well as we might meet people that we have mirroring, which is not so good. And this tends to be the ones like, especially boyfriends, girlfriends, things like that, where we go, oh my God, that is amazing. And you think you've totally fallen in love with someone. We've all been there, I definitely have. And you think you've fallen in love with someone, but actually what you've done is you've fallen in love with that trauma, yeah? Because maybe you wanna save that person because you need saving yourself or whatever it might be. So what the guides say, and this is, this is fascinating to me, um, and, and they've been saying this for a long time, is that we were never meant to hold the trauma so we come in and we have these people in our life because that was all divinely um, ordered from us, but we were never meant to hold the trauma. So our job now is to really release all of the childhood trauma that we might have had growing up from conception right through to being born into a family and experiencing whatever we experienced. All of those aspects of trauma need to be cleared up because then the clearer we are in our field, the brighter we are, the more we attract into our experience, high vibrational experiences or, you know, or opportunities. Okay. In the past, we were not as light, if you know what I mean. So our crystalline light field is much brighter now. We're going through a massive, massive awakening. And if you're listening to this, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you have to have been in a coma for about nearly two years because we are going through a massive awakening in this world where people are really deciding <laughs> who they are. I'm just laughing. You're like, you must be in a coma for the last two years if you're not seeing yeah. this. Yeah, because <laughs> you just you have to see it, right? You have to <laughs> yeah. see it. Like you've got to see that there's something going on in the universe and the world. And right. whether it's that road or whether it's the other road, whether it's that choice you're making or that choice, that doesn't matter there is definitely a big shift going on and this i have really noticed definitely in, in my client base um, and within myself has led me to look at what are the key things that are really really important in my life okay and i think all of us have you know really yeah. kind of yeah. assessed that and one of the things where i stumbled upon this whole soul um knowing and compassion and forgiveness was when I looked at 
the, the previous the father of my children i've been a single parent for for many years and when i looked at all those years ago when i used to blame him for difficult behavior let's say and difficult emotional situations and i used to say he was the one you know that was in the wrong latterly and over the last i'd say three or four years and definitely over the last year i've now seen him as an incredible part of my journey so that i could actually have huge compassion for him okay now that when we can have compassion for somebody who perhaps might be seen as you know not very helpful for you in your life apart from giving me two beautiful children actually that shifts you incredibly because you're no longer holding the vibration of that person's wrong with me yeah so whether it's your mother so powerful right like I just want to talk about it for a minute I love the way that you're looking at it like this person served this purpose in my life Mm. and I am now who I am because of what I've gone through and this is just part of my journey if I can have compassion for them Mm -hmm. and I know people that listen to this podcast a lot of them have gone through difficult relationships. They might be in one now. They're trying to figure out how to like strengthen their relationship. And so that's a really, yeah. it's a really beautiful way to look at it. It's just also giving them grace. Like, okay. But as I do this, my energy field is going to be so much more mm-hmm. light and powerful. Yeah. And it's, and you're no longer operating from that place of um, perhaps resentment, perhaps mm-hmm. anger, um, perhaps, um, victim, you know, who knows, you know, and there's no judgment with that, but it's taking responsibility. And you said that right at the top of this interview, it's taking responsibility for what you are attracting. Mm. That needs to pause, right? Because when we can take responsibility for what we're attracting, oh my goodness, it's so empowering because we're no longer saying, well, you know, that person took, let's say it's money, someone took that money from you or they betrayed me or, you know, whatever it might have been. Actually, okay, they did do that. They showed me that role on the stage, let's say, you know, we're all on the stage of life and we've all got the players there and we can choose to be embroiled in it or we can step back and sit down in the audience and view it all and say, oh my goodness, wow who have I become because I was able to see the role that that person was playing? I think that's really powerful. It is powerful. So what about this example? I know there's single moms that tune in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What about the single mom? And you and I have both been one. You're still a single mom. I'm now remarried. So we've both been in that place, right? Yeah. The single mom who her, say her ex-husband owes her money. And he's not paying. So Mm -hmm. she's like looking at her life now, like, Hey, bills are even harder. Now I have these children and I can't support them on my own, or it feels really heavy and it's hard. And so, you know, she's like holding that resentment, but doesn't want to, but every single month that, you know, another month goes by Mm -hmm. and he can't, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. the money doesn't come. So what do you say to her? So that's the internal work, right? So that is the, the fear of lack. That's the the fear of not being supported. You know, that massively comes down to early experiences in life. And I would say that if it was a man that was doing that to this person, I would say, 
we would do cutting of the ties with father in the sense of forgiveness across all the timelines, you know, contracts, all of that, you know, I have a great process for that. And so it allows you to forgive, but without accepting behavior, if that makes sense to you. So you're not, you're not saying, oh, it's okay, you can treat me however you like, right? You're not saying that, you're doing the inner work, you're actually clearing and cutting those ties, okay? But you're doing the work on that inner child as well. Because it's, I mean, yes, we have past lives and, you know, epigenetics and, and all of that. But if we were just to take it from this perspective of today in this world of being human, then this lifetime, we have a set of experiences that are almost blueprinted from our naught to three and our three to seven years old. After that, of course, we have more experiences. But the brain, you know, has really absorbed everything um, that it needs then in the sense of its environment and then makes sense in the world with it. That's so, so interesting. Mm, yeah. mm. Like by seven years old, I mean, I've heard this, you know, from multiple people and I've read studies yeah. on it and stuff too. Yeah. And I know you have. Okay, you're been my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like a scientist. Yeah and a spiritual yeah. healer. I mean, that's like, yeah. they're so different. And you're both, you're both of those, which is incredible. Cause you get to see things <laughs> from different perspectives or from both yeah. perspectives. Right. Yeah. But seven years old mm. is so young. It is. But you know, if you think about all the brain relays, it's a bit of neuropsychology here, but all the brain relays are actually formed within 10 to 21 days growing in the womb. So every single brain relay, the first one is the brainstem, which is survival. So a lot of uh, the work, you know, it sometimes goes way back to growing in the womb and the fear of survival. Maybe there was a birth trauma, but you know, we, there's lots of different layers you can go to with that. But quite often, um, I'll give you an example, might help people to understand. Uh, I had a friend who was just about to leave her partner. This was years ago. I've been doing this work for years. And uh, I said, well, look, before you do that, let's just let's just cut the ties in, along uh, the timelines. So I said, let's just sit, you know, and I'll take you through this process. Let's clear all of those those lifetimes. Let's really look at contracts. Let's clear all of that and do a lot of forgiveness with it. It's about a 20 minute process, but doing the forgiveness down the lines. And uh, she went she went home uh, that night and she was literally about to move, move areas and literally split up with him. And she went home that night and she said, I no longer look at him as if I just want to kind of like chuck him out. She said, I no longer look at him like that. I look at him in a very different way. And she said, I don't have those feelings of, you know, almost like resentment and an ooh feeling. She said, I don't have those anymore. So why don't I have those? And I said, because you had many lifetimes together where you're holding on to those perceptions of belief, you know, like you, someone might have killed someone in another life or they might have been married to God or they, you know, there's all of this stuff. But also it triggers this lifetime with your childhood. So she was also looking at, you know, her perceptions of her early life with it as well. And that was many, many, many years ago. And I've had many cases where, well, loads. I mean, there's some in my book that's coming out next year and, you know, all, all that, all that kind of stuff where people have said instantly they had a completely different shift in their relationship. So I think that's really exciting. 
because and with mothers and fathers as well and with siblings and with people that have passed on so people clear contracts and relationships with people that have passed on and right. abusers i mean honestly i mean you know people might have been abused by somebody and they've been able to actually clear all of that bring that forgiveness because the forgiveness is for themselves as well yeah so could you walk us through just like the steps of what you do to clear the whole process? I'm, I, yeah, I can't do the whole process, but well, what yeah, I can do is give just you, like some like a <laughs> little some cliffs nose version little, of like, yeah, hey, this is so what I would get. Mm -hmm. I could do it with you, but we, we might be here about 15 minutes. So I just talk, talk it through and you can maybe yeah. visualize it in your mind. So what I would do is I would um, take somebody into a grounding, connecting meditation, which I call the Earth Star Soul Star and so then I would take them through that and then I would get them to really feel that sense of connection to their heart. I would then get them to visualize the person they wanted to cut the ties with. So it, whoever it might be, right? Let, let's say it's their father, right? And so they visualize their father and we do a process where I, I get shown because I'm clairvoyant um, as well so I can I can see what's going on as well and i'm told what's going on but they get to experience how that person is presenting so they look at them in their mind's eye and you could maybe imagine that now like if there was somebody you know in your life and you can do this if you're happily married as well by the way so if you're in a happy relationship or if you're just about to get married it's a really good thing to do right because you've been married before many times in lifetimes so it's good to it's good to kind of clear that all up before you go into a, a relationship but you can do it where you're still married so maybe do, do it with your husband so you see them and then you see how they look at you and how you look at them and how that feels Okay, so that's the key thing. If you feel fear when you look at them or a feeling of shame or feeling of guilt, we know that there is that emotion in there from a very early experience. Okay, so then what we do is we, this person gets healing as well, by the way. So they then receive, they're not here physically, but they're here on a soul consciousness level. So they then receive, a, we imagine a beam of light in front of them full of unconditional love, connection, whatever I get told, freedom. And then we invite them to step into it. And when they step into it, the person that I'm working with will say, oh my goodness, I can see just a different look in their face and a different light within them. And it's because they're receiving what they need in that moment. Mm. So then we go on to, and if I see any entities or attachments, we clear those as well. But then what happens is we then cut the ties. And so I have a particular way of doing that where we would we would start by saying maybe, um, dad from a place of pure unconditional love, today I'm choosing to set myself free. And then they would say, as I set myself free, I set you free too. And then I would get them to say particular things like I choose to release anger, frustration, and then we would do the lifetimes then we would do any contracts, anything like that. They would all get cleared, okay? Ooh, deep breath, guides are stepping in here as I'm doing this. <laughs> and because they're used to me doing it and then helping. And then we would do the, the next part, which is really key, which is where you actually get to say the things that you were not able to say. So it would be something like, dad from a place of pure unconditional love, I feel and so you don't have to say it out loud but 
it always works much more powerfully if we actually vocalize what we want to say. And I hold the space in this case, I hold the space and they're able to say it to their father who is in their kind of consciousness in their mind or if it's their mm -hmm. husband, whatever it is. And they're able to do that. And it's really, really key work. A lot of the times people will cry. And then a lot of times I will be guided to say, and how old is the child feeling that? And then we'll work with that little child. And we another part of that is where we do some inner child healing and bring that child into their heart. And then we look at the relationship. So as you can see, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to actually right, do it properly. Right. And then they can decide after that whether they want to bring that person into their heart or whether they want to send that person off. But there is always a feeling of peace, calm, freedom, and a sense of relief, people tell me, in that moment. And then after that, two or three hours later, sometimes two or three days, they will notice the big shift. And if you're not meant to be with that person, right? If you're not meant to be with them, if you're in a really difficult relationship and you're not meant to be with them, then there will not be anything that is um, argumentative. There's nothing like that. It's all from a place of pure love and the universe just kind of sorts it out, okay? So it becomes amicable, it becomes loving, and it's not in a way that, you know, how we might have ended relationships in the past where there'd be something awful that might happen you might have an argument you might just not speak to that person it's never like that hmm. so we have to know that that if it's for our highest and best good to be with that person then the relationship grows and if it's not for our highest and best good meaning our soul has done that relationship the contract's finished then that you know that happens as well so it just depends on you know what what the person's um or what's going on for them what, what's yeah. important for them but we can do it for teachers we can do it for like anyone you know so anyone in your life that you want a, a better relationship with maybe it's your mother best friend whatever it might be you can use that process and it's called cutting of the cords with forgiveness so it so cuts powerful. the cord. Yeah. <laughs> it, it cuts the cord. <laughs> it cuts, but it doesn't do it from a place of, it doesn't do it from a place of kind of, you know, anger or frustration or anything like that. No sadness. It works in a way where it's pure forgiveness. So it's forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of those as we are a mirror to those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, I've talked about, um, I've had some podcasts where we talked about the inner child a little bit, but I'm mm -hmm. sure there's people that are still like totally unfamiliar. Like what is this inner child? Oh. I'm an adult now. Why are we talking yeah. about the inner child? You yeah. know? And that's a really good point because, you know, that was then and this is now. However, if we have got those little aspects of us and, and from my old psychotherapy days, I would say that might be a fragmented part that we might say, oh my goodness, like something really difficult happened, a trauma, and we fragmented. But now when we look at it as energy, we can say that that little part of us actually felt that they were on their own or they were separated, okay? So then what we do is that little part of them gets healed and brought back. And not only do relationships heal, but 
abundance becomes better, you know, like success is better, opportunities, we start to live more fully in our potential and our mission, which is what it's all about, right? What we're really here for. And so all of those different things happen. So it's it's like a domino effect throughout our life when we when we really take responsibility for what we're attracting and definitely in relationships. Yeah. So with okay. the relationships, when you said at the beginning, you said, okay, so these relationships, you are attracted to their trauma. So initially going back to um, the soul aspect, so the soul will have chosen. So I chose the father of my children. You know, we wrote a book together. We were mediums together. We, you know, we did a lot of stuff together and we had two children in a very short space of time. And I feel very, very blessed for that. And I always felt very blessed for it, but I didn't see it as it, the way he'd been in that relationship. Let's just say, you know, to keep it private to him, the way that he'd been which was really difficult for me. I did. I saw that in a different way, whereas now definitely I see it in a way where thank you so much for stepping down and allowing me to shine. And if that hadn't have happened in the way it happened, I may never have done what I do in my life now. Does that make sense? The journey? Yeah, it does, it yeah? does make sense. And then yeah. you also said, it's just an interesting way to think about it, right? Because a lot of mm -hmm. people are going to think about it like, I entered this relationship. I thought that it was supposed to be the, he was the one. Mm -hmm. And then things went south and now I'm upset and now I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. But now I met this new person. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now this person is the one or whatever, right? And they might have yeah. like negative feelings towards the others, the other person or I don't know, depending on the situation, but yeah, you're getting, what you're, you're saying yeah, is you're, like, you chose saying, all this, yeah. like you chose mm -hmm. all this and you attracted all mm -hmm. this into your life and you can look yeah. at it one way. I know with my coaching, I say, you know, you can be the hero or you can be the victim in your story. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you being, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. regardless of who you're being, you're attracting all of it into your mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And so you can choose, so you can say, um, you know, in, in your case about the hero and the victim, you can say, how do I feel? Do I feel victim when I think about uh, that person? Or do I feel maybe not hero, but maybe do I feel empowered when I think about that relationship? Okay. And so it's, it's looking at it that way, isn't it? And that's the conversation, mm -hmm. but stripping it down to vibration and literally um, energy field, then we could say, right, what is it? that I have within my energy field, within my whole being, that is attracting this again, and this again, and this again. What is it that I'm not seeing? That's huge responsibility. And that's when you go, oh, okay, there's the missing piece that I actually didn't realize, yeah? Because yeah. it doesn't mean that person isn't right for you. So if someone's listening to this and they've gone, you know, into a new relationship and having difficulties um, with trusting, let's say trust is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Having difficulties with trust, then it doesn't mean that relationship isn't right for you. Don't think that by what I'm saying. What it means is there's a little part of you saying, I'm not sure I can trust men or I'm not sure I can trust women or um, and what that actually boils down to is I can't trust myself. Yeah. yeah. I can't trust myself so good because that's like, 
I don't want to call it the deep coaching, but it pretty much is right. I believe like you are, you know, people are like, oh, you have yeah. to go really, really deep. And I'm all, yeah. oh no, I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about it, but I'm like, yeah, usually when you have a certain thought. So in, in my coaching, I do a lot of thought work, right? You have the certain thought, but usually that thought really just comes down to you. When directed mm-hmm. to anyone else, it's the same thing. It's all the same. And if you strip, if you stripped away, you know, this physical body, this physical jacket and you took it off underneath is just this incredible soul with an incredible knowing and has no fears, no doubts, no lack of trust. No, you did this, you did that. Literally just this infinite being. And then you put your jacket on and your jacket is the sum of the parts of what you've experienced as a child and many other things, ancestral energy and karma and all sorts you know so you know if we can kind of just for that moment take it off in our mind and go well, what would my soul choose or mm-hmm. what is for my highest and best good and we can quite often get those answers ourselves in our answers and then we need somebody to help us understand that and clear whatever we need to clear yeah so yeah. interesting so mm-hmm. interesting okay if you were to tell us one more thing mm-hmm. as we're wrapping up, what would it be along these lines? I think be the observer. I think that the key thing um, is we are the observer. And if you could just visualize yourself in a situation that you might be in right now on a stage and see yourself on the stage with that person and just see, you know, how is that? What, what are you watching in that play? You know, is that a play of love? Is that a play of a battle of wills? Is that a play of something where one person's being, you know, uh, you know, the victim, one's being the, you know, the perpetrator, maybe the hero, whatever. And like, what's going on there? Is this something that's for your highest and best good? Maybe your soul chose it, but do you need to heal something so that actually you attract something that is much more in balance? and not power struggles and things like that. It'd be really interesting. And the and the other thing that I wanna say is that um, I created some uh, incredible galactic crystal healing chambers where you have to really be ready to trust and surrender. And they are chambers, they're remote chambers. Um, there's a relationship one where once you sign up to them, you're in it. Like you don't have to do anything. You just say, right, I'm trusting and surrendering. I don't know where this comes from. I've done so much work on myself. I have absolutely no idea. I just need to clear this because I know I keep attracting it. That is another way that you can actually heal your relationships, but not only relationships, your true relationship to self-love as well. And that's obviously where it starts. So my my galactic chambers, which I spoke to you about off air, those are really profound, but you have to be ready because they definitely do, you know, remove whatever you don't need. <laughs> you know, if you're really ready, yeah. yeah, you're ready for 2022, like going into 2022 as a new person. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was actually just going to ask you about that. Okay. So I'm going to have Susan's show notes or in the show notes will be uh, sure. information so that you can. Yeah. I click the link and go see those chambers, which are incredible. And I also yeah. just wanted to thank you for thank being you. on the show. And if you guys have any questions or you're like really curious or 
whatever, just look at the show notes so you can access all of her awesome content and that we will wrap up. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we will see you guys. We'll see you next week. Listen. (laughs) Hey, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program called Thrive Club that I'd like to invite you to join. We address challenges, we work on goals, and ultimately we thrive together. There's group coaching, individual coaching, and hundreds of hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then come check out Thrive Club at luckysanders.com forward slash membership.